ethical sourcing came about to ensure that every product sourced in the global supply chain is done with sustainability and responsibility in mind. You know, the commitment also includes social responsibility, such as, you know, labor, safety, and other environmental issues. Hi, this is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Today, I want to talk a little bit about what is the difference between fair trade and ethical sourcing? You know, if you're starting out in the global supply chain, these are two kind of buzzwords that you'll hear a lot. And there can kind of be a little bit of confusion between both of them. What exactly do they both mean? Well, Fair Trade is an organization that includes partnerships with marginalized and disadvantaged groups around the world. The purpose of Fair Trade is basically as the name kind of implies. It's about helping these marginalized groups of people to be able to have a more level playing field and to ensure that they're in a fair way for their products that they're offering. Ethical sourcing, on the other hand, ensures that your supply chain considers all the global, social, and environmental impact of your product. You know, the fair trade started in the uh, 1980s, and the purpose was mainly set up to help farmers in countries that were producing things such as tea, coffee, and cocoa. This became this phenomenal international and intercultural movement that aimed to help to create mutually beneficial relationships between laborers and consumers. And any of you that know anything about these industries, and particularly the cocoa industry or the chocolate industry, in probably the last 10 years or so, this industry has been hit really hard. And they've been hit hard because there was a lot of reporting about how the, the cocoa industry was employing slave or children labor. In other words, that... Children were working on these plantations, not going to school, and were basically kind of being enslaved. One of the reasons was because of the nature of the cocoa tree and how how you know difficult it is to grow these trees and to harvest the cocoa from the trees. And another reason, of course, was just the price that the um, you know the cocoa companies and others were you know wanting to have the cheapest price possible. They sort of had the you know if I if I don't see it, if I don't know, I don't need to be responsible. Well, that changed because they took a huge hit. And that's why a lot of times when you're, you know, when you see like a Nestle's, um, you know, pack of like, let's say chocolate chip, um, you know, chocolate chips to make your chocolate, favorite chocolate chip cookies with, you might turn over the package on the back. There might be some kind of statement to say like, you know, this was made with fair trade. This was made ethical. No child was used to be able to, you know, to produce this cocoa or this chocolate. And you're seeing that a lot more on a lot of the chocolate uh, packaging that you're receiving, you know, particularly in the United States, because these companies basically got caught with this. So that's kind of like fair trade, um, is not opposed to global trade. They encourage global trade. They say, look, we want to have global trade. But what the movement says is they want to have a global trade that allows those who are seen as underprivileged or unprivileged or poor or you know those who don't have anything to make a fair and living wage. And it's about world economy and fairness. You know, that they want to be able to see somebody who's making a fair and a living wage. And they want to be able to say that, look, you know, we want them to work. We want them to be able to 
to supply their cocoa to you, their coffee to you, and their and you know their tea. But we want them to be able to earn a good wage for that. Ethical sourcing is a little bit different, and this came about later than fair trade, and this came about in the 1990s. And around this time, the media began to expose many harsh conditions for workers in the third world countries and conditions that they were forced to live and endure, especially to produce products such as clothes, toys, shoes, and even electronic products, you know, that these workers were, you know, being exposed to, you know, basically work you know, 14, 15 hour days, they, um, you know, were not really given, you know, much of a fair uh, wage for that. And, you know, a lot of it there became, it became price driven that companies were trying to drive down the price in order to drive down the price. The factories were saying, well, where can we save? And of course, one of the big ways that most manufacturers can save is through labor because labor is usually one of their largest expenses. Even you're in a third world country, you know, a lot of times labor is one of your um, higher expenses, especially in an industry like a shoe industry, which is labor intensive, Um, you know, toys, which is usually labor intensive, or the garment industry, which is also labor intensive. So all of those would be labor. So they started looking at that. So ethical sourcing came about to ensure that every product sourced in the global supply chain is done with sustainability and responsibility in mind. You know, the commitment also includes social responsibility, such as, you know, labor, safety, and other environmental issues. So, you know, where fair trade looks basically upon these marginalized groups of people and says, you know, we want to make sure that they're getting a fair wage for what they are offering you. I think we can all agree that's a good thing. You know, we, you know, do you really want to eat a chocolate bar and know that some child died in the process or some child starved to death in the process because they weren't given enough to eat or they were, they were forced out of school to be able to work to be able to get your chocolate for you? I don't know. That becomes a, for, for me, I would find that personally very disturbing. So we all understand, you know, fair wage, that we want people to have a fair wage for what they're offering. It doesn't mean it needs to be the highest wage. It doesn't mean it needs to be an exorbitant wage. It doesn't mean they need to live like kings. It just means what they said, a fair wage, that people should have a fair wage for what they're offering. Where ethical sourcing takes into um, listen to these words again, sustainability and responsibility. So it also includes social responsibility, such as labor safety, but also all vi- environmental issues. I can tell you today, if you work with any major US or other companies, the first thing they're going to ask is if your factory has had an audit. And if they've had an audit, you know, did you pass the audit? And when you have an audit, you need to be, have to look at things like waste management. How is toxic waste being, um, you know, being disposed of? What is your safety? Do your workers have access to first aid kits? Do they have access to medical care? Do they have access to a toilet? Um, do you have a clear, defined um, way that they, if there was a fire, that they could get out and not be trapped? Those are all things that need to be looked at in order for you to be able to pass some kind of audit. 
um, you know, for a lot of these major companies and corporations. And that's part of ethical sourcing. And that's part of them doing their due diligence to decide that there's ethical sourcing within their own supply chain. You know, if ethical sourcing and fair trade, there are similarities that are involved. One of the um, differences, though, is that fair trade is an organization, a company needs to apply for it. You need to pay money for it. Um, you know, you need to be able to show the fair trade um, organization quite a bit of data and other information that you are actually a fair, you know, worthy of the fair trade label. Whereas ethical sourcing, there is no real how we say like organization or government body, or there's no like, you know, UN or somebody else who is sort of like um, saying, hey, you know, these are the different codes and things. Um, you know, so, but there is a basic standard of ethical source in which all of the auditors and others who are going into the factories will use. And that's sort of like the standard of what is considered to be ethical sourcing. Um, here are some of their differences between the two. First of all, one would be their target groups. Ethical sourcing refers to companies' practices throughout the global supply chain, okay? So, so ethical sourcing is not just about somebody sourcing, you know, in their home country or their home area. Ethical sourcing is about the entire global supply chain. Fair trade seeks to work with partnerships with marginalized or disadvantaged groups, there's a difference there in who they're targeting. Fair trade is targeting marginalized and disadvantaged groups. Focus of the two are also very different. Ethical sourcing will look at the entire supply chain. You know, in other words, a company with ethical sourcing needs to look at the social and environmental impact of their entire supply chain. You know, not just what's happening in their own area, but just their whole supply chain. Fair trade, again, focuses only on the marginalized and disadvantaged to help those groups to have a more level playing field. So, you know, if there's somebody that's down the line from a fair trade organization that maybe doesn't believe in fair trade or doesn't believe in ethical sourcing, fair trade doesn't look at that much. That much. They look at, you know, these marginalized groups or these disadvantaged groups and how they can help them. Also, there's a difference in how the bargaining power is looked at between the two organizations. Fair trade is about helping underdeveloped and underprivileged or disadvantaged people to have a better bargaining power. This is to help them to be able to sustain their livelihoods and to be able to help them find new markets and new opportunities. You know, ethical sourcing doesn't look just at the bargaining power, but, um, you know, it looks at everything, the social, the environmental responsibility throughout the entire supply chain. So really where, you know, fair trade looks at the, you know, underdeveloped, underprivileged groups of people, ethical sourcing, again, looks at the, doesn't really look at the bargaining power. They're not so concerned about the bargaining power as they are about the society and the environment that is taking place within the supply chain. They don't really say like, oh, you're not earning a fair wage or your price is too cheap or your price is too expensive. They don't look at that. They only look at the social environmental impact. Also, and how they're organized is quite different. Ethical sourcing and the ethical trade movement is not organized or centralized. There's really no certification that a company can get to say like, I have been certified as an ethical sourced um, you know, company. 
Um, they can show you that they passed the factory audit. The auditors have come in. The auditors have said, yes, you are an ethically sourced company, but they don't, there's no real certificate. Where the fair trade movement's organized. And a company with a fair trade certification has to go through the fair trade process. And then only then can they legally put on to their products or can somebody who buys from them put onto their products and say, this is a fair trade product. And it goes to the next part that um, a company with a fair trade certification can only legally label it as fair trade if they have gone through the fair trade process. You know, that they, but a company can verify an ethical source of their products been ethically sourced. They can put down their products been ethically sourced, but there's no standard verification or no certification to show that that is, a, that is actually the case. Both fair trade and ethical sourcing will look at the human rights aspects of the product itself. But one of the significant differences between the two is that someone who has a fair trade certification usually needs to verify that there are no human rights abuses with the fair trade, you know, certification or organization. When a company says that they've been that they have that they've been ethically sourced, there is no verification. They, you know, they can you know basically say that. And it it doesn't necessarily mean that there are not some human rights abuses somewhere within the supply chain, you know, because it really is kind of hard to know. I was talking to someone the other day and he said, well, you know, in Xinjiang province in China is the big cotton area of China. And so, you know, if somebody's buying a cotton, um, cotton shirt from China, how do they really know that prison labor wasn't used to weave that cotton or to produce that cotton or to pick that cotton? You don't know. You know, it would be extremely hard for somebody who's buying cotton from a weaver to be able to actually go into the cotton fields and be able to verify who is actually picking the cotton, growing the cotton, how is the cotton being processed. That would be something very, very hard. There again, that's where it goes to. You need to be able to work with good people and people who understand this, that people would have helped to verify this for you. Both fair trade and ethical sourcing, they believe in the environmental issues. But you know, the ethical aspects are more ingrained in ethical sourcing than fair trade. Because fair trade, again, going back to it again, is really about helping these marginalized groups of people, mainly, start out mainly in the tea and coffee and cocoa industry, to get a fair price for what, what the products that they were offering. You know, ethical sourcing really tries to look at the environmental and all aspects of the global supply chain. You know, to be part of a fair trade organization or to have the fair trade certification, you need to really show that you have ethical sourcing and that you run an ethical business. But ethical sourcing does not need to show that it has a fair trade principles in place. And that's one of the biggest differences between these two. Fair trade and ethical sourcing call for openness and transparency throughout the supply chain. It also calls for respect for human rights and human dignity. So basically, you know, both of 
the fair trade and ethical sourcing, you know, are both looking at looking at the um, human rights and human dignity of the individual. You know, except that ethical sourcing will look at more like the environment, more like society, more like those type of aspects of it throughout the entire global supply chain. You know, now now that you've listened to this and you've listened to me ramble on for a while about ethical sourcing and fair trade, some of you out there might be wondering, well, is this really important? Does this matter? Is this vital for me and for my company? Look, I'm just looking to, you know, start a company where I'm going to sell some chopsticks on Amazon. Does it really matter where those chopsticks are made? Or I'm going to sell, you know, some textiles on Amazon. Does it really matter? where those textiles were made. Should I really care? You know, recent studies and um, have shown that ethical sourcing, fair trade, and transparency do matter, especially to the Generation X and the Millennials. So, you know, Generation X and Millennials are now a very important, um, you know, buying group and they will be an important buying group for a long time. And I will predict that they will continue to make this a focus of things that they buy. And also, many of the other generations that come after them are also going to make this a focus, partly because they're so used to the internet, knowledge, and other things, and that they want to know that companies, corporations, and others that they are buying from are responsible, that they are basically policing themselves, that they don't have to be told that they should not use slave or prison labor, that people in another part of the world should have to lose their life so that somebody in the Western world can have a t-shirt. I believe that this is going to become an essential aspect of the entire global supply chain. And then it's going to become an essential part of anybody who's in the supply chain to be able to look at this and to be able to understand this. I personally have that belief that even if companies now think it doesn't matter, they are fooling themselves because it is going to matter and it's going to continue to be more and more important. As the world becomes smaller, as we become more interconnected, as what happens in one part of the world affects another part of the world, this will continue to be an important aspect of your global supply chain. Because after all, every person on this earth should be able to have human dignity and have their human rights respected. And companies should not be allowed to put profits over the environment and over society. Thank you so much for listening. I sure do appreciate you listening to me and listening to some of my thoughts about some of these things, especially these things like ethical sourcing that I'm really quite passionate about and I believe in. If you'd like to know uh, more about this, you know, go check out my blog, uh, mindoro.com. And we'll put a link below to our our blog about this. And, you know, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would love to be able to to hear from um, you. And please do subscribe to our podcast. 
We would love to be able to hear from you and hear if there's anything else you'd love to have me talk about. I'd love to be able to ramble on about a lot of different things. So thank you so much for listening. We certainly do appreciate you and your time.